0: <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Benvenuti, that reminds me of fans it's uh the doc here and with my co-host baron and we're here for episode 54 54 54 of that reminds me of today we're talking about the hand of god written dire- written and directed by paolo sorrentino yes and this
2: is the show where we talk about films and the films that we were reminded of while watching the show and there are spoiler alert alerts i can't say that there are spoiler alerts but stick with us
0: baron how are you mate good how are you doc i'm good i'm good it's the end of the year or oh, it depends when we it depends when we release this. As, absolutely, it could yes. very well be the beginning of a new year. No, it will be the beginning of the new be. year. This, 100% will be, will be. this will be released in the new year. But as we record, it's the end of the year. So I'm feeling a bit sort of pumped. I'm feeling a bit holiday yes. sort of mode.
2: Yes, that's a, a a heads up that it actually does take us weeks sometimes to get our act together with with editing these things and getting them out there. So we've seen the film often a couple of weeks goes by. And that's just part of our scheduling, our rhythm,
0: you might say. Was that a peek inside the kimono that we shouldn't that's have given
2: our, our listeners? No, and, I think and it's watches. great. I think it's great because it's true. It's, what, it's okay. what happens. True story. It is. And uh, we are here again in the studio with Sal, the maestro, behind Hi, the computer. There he is. <laughs> uh, and this in particular, this film in particular was a suggestion from Sal. Uh, and I don't know if we would have necessarily gone and seen it if he hadn't brought it up. But it's a film that is Italian. Yes. Um, and it is close to Sal's heart for various reasons, which we'll get into. Uh, and actually, we'll probably invite him on later on to have a chat about that. Not
0: probably. We're gonna we we're gonna mix it up today. We're gonna have yep. our first guest on the show ever. Absolutely. And that is our very own Maestro Salvatore. And we're gonna bring him. You're gonna you're gonna get lost, yeah. yeah. And, and go behind the scenes, and we'll bring him actually out here. To speak live. That's right. It's gonna make me so happy. It'll
2: be the Doc and the Maestro. The Doc and
0: the Maestro. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. Feeling threatened? A little bit. A little bit. I'm gonna to have to do some fancy editing just to show that I'm doing something.
0: <laughs> so expect
2: lots of fast cuts. Yeah, It'll be great. I cannot wait.
0: Have you got anything to tell me about how you've been the last couple of weeks? Any great. any news? Your film Evie keeps on doing great things. I don't know if that is getting boring yet, but like it 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 is is doing well.
2: No, it's not boring. It's wonderful. Mm. But I do have some news on the EV front. We got into a a new festival. It's it's actually a festival that's been around for a long time. So it's not a new festival, but we just got into this festival. It's Flickrfest, which is an Australian festival held in Bondi. And then it tours the country. Mm. I don't know if we're doing the touring part. I hope so. Uh, But we're at the festival and of all the festivals that we've been in so far, this is the one that we might be able to actually go to in person and and be there for it. So that's exciting. That's
0: exciting indeed. Yeah, it's really exciting. And Bonda, I've never been there. Dinosaurs on the big screen. Oh, Oh yeah. Love it.
2: What about you, Doc? What's been happening?
0: I just remember just this moment that I'm meant to be true to my commitment. To, yeah, where's your to, book? To bring a book that I've been reading. <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot about it. Uh, so, you
2: can just tell us about it. What well, have you been
0: up to? Okay. Well, um, on the book front, I've been reading Mortimer Adler's How to Read a Book, which is very meta. A book on how to read a book. A book on how to read a book. Okay. And Need I say more? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, this feels philosophical and, and like you said, meta, like. You know, there's a book written about reading books. And is, is it sort of like learning how to learn? Is that the same idea?
0: It's going through all the different types of reading that you can do from like a, I've forgotten what all the words he uses are. But yeah. from elementary, you know, w- working out how to just string words together into a sentence yeah. uh, to actually really digging deep into the what it means and being critical about the work and all that sort of stuff. Wow. All these different ways to read a book.
2: That's great. Is it enjoyable to read this book? Not yet, no. You know this is very Seinfeld, this whole thing. <laughs> it it's just is, occurred to it me.
0: Is. Well, it, it's a real book. It's a classic. It's like a it book was, about reading a book. It's, <laughs> it's been around for 100 years Yeah. And, wow. or okay. something like that. Maybe not. Make awesome. stuff up, but, uh, can,
1: can i remind you that last meeting we had at work was about meeting
2: oh, oh meeting yeah. about meeting
0: meeting about <laughs> meetings that's <laughs> true we in had a day work job because because we all work together and yes oh. we had a meeting about meetings this Genius. was a book about books
2: it's the same thing
0: it is Okay. I don't think I've I've added all that much to the conversation there, but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> that's great.
2: That's great. Yep. Actually, I, I have a book to add to the list. Yes, which I don't understand any of. You know, maybe you having read this book on reading books, you you could take more of it in than I'm i sure. Been able I bring to. a lot of
0: a, a lot to the conversation. Yes, great.
2: Um, so I've been I've been just really struggling my way through Nietzsche's Beyond Good and Evil. Just no so good. hard. It's so hard. It's it's great. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure there's loads of really intelligent things in there and i'm picking up maybe one percent of it
0: i think so, stick with it like, i've, I've yeah, read some of Nietzsche, but i've not read that because I, I think i've told you that i like to do them in in order so i'm oh you I'm really? going from the birth yeah. of tragedy and and working through <laughs> wow uh, but i've found him fairly accessible as far as these crazy philosopher types go
2: well yes uh, i guess yeah i mean i should admit that i'm listening to it as an audiobook mm. And it goes at a clip that I don't think my brain can keep up with.
0: That's maybe you need to reduce the speed on the audio maybe
2: maybe I need to just actually get the book and spend some time and like highlight sections and then spend like a day contemplating that that paragraph. you know no, what no? you
0: need to do is first read Mortimer Adler's How to <laughs> read a book that's exactly the type of book that he's yeah. he's talking about right it really is how yeah. to how to get the most out of a book and understand it properly. So good. And, okay. you know, what books you can skim, what books you can, you need to sort of slow this is down with. not a skim with, book. It's not a skim book. No, clearly. It's not a 1.7 speed on Audible book. No. It's a, it's a. Hell you know, no. Do Hell it no. at its own pace. Yeah. Um,
2: but you know what? That being said, there are little bits and pieces in there that I've picked up from it that are pretty great. So I'm going to stick with it.
0: All you need is a quote or two. Yeah. You look you look smart.
2: That's right. Just drop it in, in the right places.
0: Drop nature. Perfect. Uh, let's talk about yes. our film for today, which is called The Hand of God. That's mm-hmm. the English version. In Italian and, and the maestro will Are you gonna give this a crack? Well, I'm gonna well Please. I'm gonna give it a crack just because I find it intriguing. Great. Right. The Italian name is Estrata La Mano de Dio sal sh- 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 something about the man of god well it's no it's i understand la mano de dio meaning the hand of god oh okay. but isn't mano uh, but but mano in yeah. spanish is man so in italian it's, it's hand it's hand. Oh, oh, hand there you go yeah that that i know okay but the 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 prefix like the um estata i guess that's the state of the hand of god or something like that mm. now i don't want sal to interject here because when he comes on, I want to ask him about it. Are you going this. to ask him
2: about it later? Okay. Yeah. But right, we'll I, come I back find to this.
0: intriguing that the Italian title. He's dying over there right I now. I know he okay? is. He really, really wants to say something <laughs> about <does>. this. He does. <laughs> no, silenced.
1: <laughs> later, later. <Yep>. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I find it intriguing that the, the Italian title is different to the English. I know that would happen a lot, but um, yeah. I'd like to know the reasons why and if Sal has any theories on that.
2: Okay, great. So that'll be in the second half of this, of yes, this podcast. All right, correct. great. Good, good. Sorry, man. You're going to have to
0: wait for a little bit on that one. <laughs> so where do we start with this film? I suppose we start with synopsis, do we? Yeah. As, as always. Let's do
2: it. And I think it's your turn.
0: It is my turn and I'm going to... And actually,
2: I think this film needs... it. So um, some films we just jump in, right? We just start getting into it mm. because it's widely out there. It's a Marvel film or something, right? This one, I think it needs a little bit of an intro.
0: Well, I'm going to give it a Wikipedia intro, and I'm going to just read it straight yeah. off, as as we do, because I remember early in our series, we made up our own synopses, and that soon just showed that we couldn't yeah, write synopses. We weren't synopsis. good at the succinct synopsis. Correct. Okay, the Hand of God, in Italian, it was the Hand of God. That's what it means. <laughs> it was Great. the Hand of God. Great. Um, wow. Is a 2021 Italian drama film written, directed and produced by Paolo Sorrentino. In the 1980s, young Fabietto lives at home in Naples with his father, Severio Shisha. Shisha. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> this is great. This is great. How am I going?
2: Normally, Sal, we get to uh, destroy all of the names and there's nobody in there's the room no who can correct us like in the moment. But like, we're going to be very aware of the fact that we're destroying every Italian name and term in this and... Sal's right there. The Italian guy.
0: I feel really self-conscious. Like you know, (laughs) we're going out to whoever in the world wants to watch us. So we. But I'm I'm normally fairly relaxed. Absolutely. I'm really nervous now, with knowing Sal is just there listening to this crap.
2: Well, okay. Just give it your best. I think if you do it with like
0: gusto, gusto, you're you're good. Okay. So in the 80s, young Fabierto lives at home in Naples with his father Sav and mother Maria. He doesn't have many friends or a lover and wants to study philosophy in college. Mm. For the time being, he's mainly listening to music and watching Diego Maradona playing for his own team, home team, Napoli. His brother, Machino, takes him to acting auditions and sympathizes with his affection for their emotionally troubled aunt, Patricia. This is a long, this is a long one. Then How- tragedy s- uh, okay. strikes and the Shisa family and Fabietto comes of age in a cruel and brutal manner. Okay. That's not that bad. I think you were premature in saying that was too long. It
2: was Well, I thought it was going to go beat by beat through the first, you know, through the whole thing, but then it wraps it up suddenly.
0: Wraps it up suddenly. Okay. Um, That's cool. Which which is
2: a little bit like the film. It is a little bit like the film. In fact, we can talk about that a little bit more, I think. Let's cut all that. Mm. What did you think? Well, I've got a few things to say about this film, but, um, you know, one thing that's really clear is it's like a love letter to Napoli. Mm. or naples mm. this is this is this is a a dude in his 50s who's come back to his hometown he was there he grew up there he was there for his the first 37 years of his life apparently um which is actually quite this is paolo you're talking about this is about you know this is sarantino the director yeah paolo paolo sorry
0: yes what you're not yes
2: <laughs> I call yes. him Sarantino. I mean, you call him Paolo. We're very
0: affectionate yeah. in the Mediterranean.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's come back and this is like a love this is like a love letter. Yeah, that's, that, that's what it feels like. And the first half of the film is very much a kind of meandering uh set of like memories and it's mm. all about family and small town stuff and gossip and all of all those little memories that burn themselves into your mind as a young person. That's what it feels like. And then the halfway mark hits and mm. it becomes a different film on some level. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because we talk about structure quite a bit. In fact, in June, we talked about it quite a lot. Um, this film doesn't have, a, doesn't have a standard structure on that level. It really takes its time in that first half. And I found it a little challenging at times, honestly, like a little bit hard to stick with it because I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what was happening, didn't know, you know, when, when something big was going to happen to this main character, uh, Fabio, Fabietto. He gets called Fabio towards the end, right? Anyway. Um, well,
0: as is it's coming of age story. So yes. he's, he's, he's going from Fabietto to Fabio. To Fabio,
2: exactly. Um, I was just wondering, when's something going to happen to this guy? And then halfway point, bang, and the film takes off. Mm. It's really interesting.
0: What were your thoughts? Well, do you, do you think he, it was even a, a sense of what's going to happen to this guy? I thought the first half of the film was more vague than that i could barely distinguish him as the the main character it was mm. like it was just this rollicking uh crazy chaos of just italy naples in the 80s uh, and and it was only when the tragedy strikes and he's the one that is dealing with this tra- the tragedy that a sense of plot actually comes in yeah before that it's scene setting and I think structure is the is definitely the key interest in this film. Yes, yeah, yeah, yep. and, and it's so unconventional to us, I suppose, who, Very. Are, who are used to you know Hollywood um, beats. Yeah, uh, and I just I, I wonder what it, what it would be like to the Italian audience who are uh, perhaps maybe, and I don't, I'll have to verify this with Sal when he comes on, but maybe a bit more used to some of this. Um, yeah, un, unstructuredness and and having a story emerge out of chaos.
2: It definitely has a, a European flavor to it. But if you think of all the European films that we've seen since we mm. started doing this podcast, they all st- still have pretty standard structures to them. Like mm. the, the the main character is established pretty early. Something goes wrong at the inciting incident. Something happens at the you know first act turning point. Like you you can you can kind of map it out and it kind of makes sense. Mm. This film really the first act is half the film
0: yeah and the inciting incident is halfway through
2: yeah it's really interesting and it's it's very unusual and i think for that reason i was getting a bit itchy in the first half i was sitting there Mm -hmm. going i'm enjoying the characters i'm enjoying the world but like something's making me itchy like i need to i need something to happen (laughs) you know what i mean
0: but, but you stuck with it, and and I yeah. got I was equally it, itchy. Yeah, like I was thinking, what what what's going on here? Where's it going? Yes, I'm enjoying it. Introducing all these quirky people. Yeah, cool, great, uh, great scenes. But what's the point? Um, but I think then when the point hits you between the eyes, mm. and you're you're already invested in this world, broadly speaking. Yeah, and there's no there's no hint of what the inciting incident might be, and then all of a sudden it's there. Yep. And the movie changes. I think, I think all that lead up, you know, adds adds some flavor and adds some impact to it. Like yep. you, you feel like you've you've been surprised as well.
2: Normally we start talking about elements of the story. And mm. I think this one's a little bit harder to do that with because there is that meandering quality to it in the first half. Mm. But I can pinpoint two main characters. And I think these are the two who the story belongs to. Mm. It's, um, Auntie Patricia, Patrizia, Patrizia and, uh, Fabietto, right? Yes. So Fabietto is the, uh, Fabietto is the boy who you're following. He's basically the young Sarantino. He even looks like Sarantino, you know, like if you, (laughs) did you see the little eight minute, um, behind the scenes video? No, I didn't. no. I'm watching the 50-something-year-old Sarantino walking around. I'm like, that's him. It's him. Oh, wow. Like, if, if Fabietto grew up, he would look exactly like that guy, <laughs> you know? So, um, I just thought that was funny casting and kind yeah, of yeah. cool because it is clearly his
0: childhood. Well, imagine you're him, honestly. Yeah. And you know it's semi-autobiographical and you're casting yourself. Yeah. You're going to look for someone who looks like you, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. But maybe a bit cuter. Probably a little bit.
2: You know, he kind of reminded me of a Timothy Chalamet, actually. Me too, an, yeah. An Italian Timothy Chalamet. I, I the same
0: thought, <laughs> yeah. yes.
2: That's great. Yeah. He had the same way of kind of uh, lurking, you know, like kind of being smoldering and being moody in the corner. Like he had that same thing that Timothy Chalamet has.
0: Maybe it's a universal min- millennial or whatever they are. <laughs> All right. Thing. Yeah.
2: Um, but you start the film off with uh, Patrizia. Yep. She's just got the nip this the nippliest scenes I've ever seen ever. <laughs> like she's on the side of the road with this dress and it's just all nipples. And yep. I think Edith and I are both like, "Well, what's going on here? What's what's this all about? And um you 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 quickly see that she's going through some stuff with her husband. Uh, she's got some mental issues. There's a weird moment with the little monk, which I hope Sal can explain later <laughs> to us. Yeah. Um. And then she gets in a you know argument with her husband, and the two meet. Fabietto comes in, meets her. Yeah. She's got one boob sticking out. Uh. He's he's smitten instantly in love. I don't know if it was the boob or just her in general that he's in love with. Like, it's... Yeah, I think
0: the former. Okay.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Um. And then from that point onwards, there. Their fates are intertwined. Yeah. And even though things are going on, this is the storyline that I can hold on to, right? It's these two. Yeah. Even though we have the half the film is family gatherings and we're going to meet a weird uncle or a weird new love interest and he (laughs) turns out to be the strangest personality ever and like all these things are happening, right? There's smoke, cigarette smugglers and all this. (laughs) Um, It really comes down to his love affair with his aunt who's not... I don't think she's really his aunt, right? She's just married to his uncle. I hope so. I can't remember. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay <laughs> Salah. like, yeah. <laughs> I know there was a moment when Edith and I were like, is that his aunt, aunt? Or is that <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? I don't think I,
0: I, don't think I even thought to differentiate that. I, I yeah. just assumed he was, a, you know, an adolescent. That it wouldn't have mattered yeah. <laughs> who, who she was. Classic.
2: But the first half of the film, if you notice, I did was all about his love affairs. Yeah. There's Maradona and there's Patrizia. And then there's the the first act turning point, which actually is in the middle of the film, which is his parents dying mm. suddenly. And the second half of the film is about him growing up and becoming the man he's going to be.
0: Yeah. Right? A- a- absolutely. Yeah. Completely. I-, I probably wouldn't have defined the first half as being Pat- Patrizia so so relevant, like mm. she's clearly relevant, but I wouldn't have thought it's the story of uh, Fabietto and, and her. Uh but she clearly is an undercurrent through the whole thing. And I think those those nipples at the start, mm. that's a conscious decision by the director. And they're they're important nipples. Like they're they they're telling you that that <laughs> sex yeah. is is an is an important, you know, through line yes of Of the film. And it is. We we had the same experience watching it on Netflix that, uh, wow, what what on earth? Is that
2: necessary? Whoa, I know, (laughs) I know. Headlights, big time. Yeah. Like just, it's (laughs) like he, he got the biggest headlights he could find, banged them on and was like, I'm making a statement.
0: Oof, yeah, but it was it, it was a statement. Yeah, yeah, I hate to dwell on it, but it was yeah. it needs to be dwelled on because it, it was a conscious decision.
2: Absolutely. Mm. And and her naked body plays throughout like the rest of the film, which is really interesting. And just sort of what he the way he sees her as a person while she, and meanwhile she's dealing with all these mental mm. illness issues. That's interesting. I, I don't think I've even managed to unpick. All of that stuff yet. Like what is trying to be said with this film? I got, I think I've got a chunk of it, but there mm-hmm. seems to be a lot of little moments in there that I haven't necessarily
0: pulled apart yet. With the relationship between them or broadly? Because I, I would I would argue that there's not much to unpick. I think it's important to put it out there that this is a young bloke and, and the, the older woman who he's obsessed with. Yeah. But I don't think there's much more to it than that.
2: I, I actually agree with you. Tell me what you think about the midpoint of this film. So we've got the parents dying, mm. and then we have, in my mind, the standout scene of the film. Um, although I think the director probably has another one in his mind as the mm. standout scene of the film, but there's definitely a scene that hit me, and that's with the
0: older woman up upstairs. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Tell that, me what you think about that. Well, let, let's start with the with the midpoint. Yeah. Because I think that's I think they're probably the two standouts for mm-hmm. me in the first half. I think I said it was started with chaos and you couldn't quite make out where the storyline was going. But in that first half, you gradually start to have an affinity and a better understanding for the father and the mother mm. as as people, as characters. Like the mother starts off as just a random Italian mum. Yeah. And then you see her evolve in a beautiful way, I think, where she's a practical joker and she um, and you see more about their relationship and they start to really build as characters. And, and that c- culminates in this scene where she plays a practical joke, hiring someone to dress up in a bear costume yes. and scare her husband. And that that all plays out. And then they're asleep and you've got this this image where the bear is at their door. Mm. And that just felt like a, a moment of magic realism you know cuz cuz the bear I don't think the bear was at their door they were they were sleeping they were, they were drifting off and we didn't know what was going to happen there but clearly they're about to die Yeah. Uh, but it, it felt like magic realism and then once you know what's happened you interpret it as okay they've drifted off <laughs> forever uh, i i really like yeah. that the way that shift was handled midway
2: there's also a little reference in the hospital the doctor comes out and i love that it took three doctors to tell that was cool yeah Yeah. it was it was a nice it was a nice little human moment another little human moment thrown in there but there was a scene when the final doctor said you know the last thing that your dad said was um no more pranks something like that that's right and so i just wonder if that bear is in his mind as he's dying, he's imagining that prank again or something. Honestly, I got a feeling that a large part of the first half of that film was about setting up the love of the parents and mm. you're meant to love them so that when they die, you feel the loss that, that the son does. But also just that their, their life, even though he's a bit broody and uh, not broody, moody. <laughs> broody. 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 Yeah. Um, even though he's a little like that, the first it, really his life is great. You know, and the first half of the film really sets up. You know, it's a big, wild, crazy family, but overall things are pretty awesome. Yeah. So you're meant to really feel the loss of all of that. And you do,
0: don't you? I felt it.
2: Yeah, I did. I found parts of that that I could feel the director's hand a little bit. It just Uh, felt a little like I was being fed. Love these two because I'm going to kill them later. You know what I mean? Like I had, I could feel it a little bit.
0: Ah, I did not feel that at all. Yeah. So you you've probably been more perceptive than me. I I just didn't see any significance of them, and I thought I just thought these almost secondary characters are being developed in a really nice way. Yeah. So I didn't see it coming. So it it, it had I what I expect is the desired effect. Yeah. Uh, where I was quite emotional once they mm. um, kicked the bucket.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think it was the whistling that did it for me. That was one step too
0: far. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't introduce whistling and expect to get away with it. <laughs> uh,
2: that's great. But you know what? I, what was really successful was that you, the whole family was a family you wanted to be around. You know, I could see what he was building
0: us up for here and it worked yeah. really well. So I, I sidetracked us there with the, that midpoint yes. sort of yes. moment that I was so desperate to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but You were keen to get to the saucy scene towards the end between the old woman and uh, Fabietto soon to become Fabio.
2: Yes. And this might say more about me than anything else but like... Likely.
0: Yeah, the scenes that really
2: stood out in this film for me were all sex related. You know, there was the opening with the aunt. There was this scene that came... the, The scene on the boat. The boat scene. Was sexy. Very sexy. And also just... You know, something that sticks in your mind. For one, the director's doing that on purpose. He wants he wants to plant these seeds, these images that are clearly in his head. Yeah. And and burn them into your mind as well. And he, he does it so successfully. But the one that's to stand out for me is the old lady that lives in the building. Is she countess or something? Do they call her the countess or the, something like that?
1: In any apartment building, there is always the countess. Oh, that's is there? The, wow. There is always the woman or the family that thinks they are the nobility that they, they are the rich one
2: or the, yeah. <laughs> okay great so okay this is, this is part of the culture that he's that yeah, is, yeah. yeah. That, okay yeah, the, he's the, that is made. relatable because yeah. yeah. that's the other thing is watching this particularly the first half you get a sense that this is a film made for people from <laughs> naples like, Yeah, you, do. you know what i mean like you you're watching it going i feel like i'm missing some of the cultural references yeah. here. Like not not in a deep way, not like I, you know, I don't get it, but that I probably won't get it as much as someone from Naples does. You know, like all these characters that we're seeing are yeah. classics
0: from yeah. Naples. Yeah, you know? that's so true. I think I think we get it enough yeah. to enjoy it. And and it's good filmmaking, really, mm. because you really can tell that well, I don't know what Sal thought about it yet, but I'm imagining and we'll soon know that he will have loved it yes <laughs> and have thought that this is just his childhood on the screen.
2: And he'd be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I really love
1: your analysis. Uh <laughs> okay, it's, good. It's, it's incredible. I really like it. I mean I'm Napolitan, I know what he's talking about, but I mm-hmm. really love your way to analyze this movie. Okay from cool. a completely different perspective and from a completely different cultural background. Awesome.
0: Wow. So maybe
2: that's one new subscriber. Have you Maybe. Subscribed <laughs> yet, <sir? laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm therefore looking forward to your analysis. It's going to be great. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's high oh, I praise indeed.
2: Absolutely. Uh, um. So okay, let's talk about the scene. I just, I oh, you to want to talk about, about the sex about scene? Let's
0: talk about oh, it. I thought we'd done it, but no, no. If you want to talk about the sex scene, spoiler that's fine. alert for everybody: this is the scene of the film in my mind. Right? Okay. I might need to to top up my friend. Top up. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. So the the countess discovers that. The young man is moping about mm. and I don't know if she knows he's a virgin, but she probably just assumes he I think he is. she's been tipped
0: off. She's been personally. tipped
2: off. Yeah, she, she invites him to her room. I can't remember what the pretense was.
0: No, I don't know either.
2: But anyway, whatever it was. Um,
0: uh, to, to get rid of the bat. To get rid of a bat. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there was a bat in the room. Yeah. <laughs> And when that whole old chestnut. And when
2: he goes into her room, she's she's in there in in her
0: sort of nightgown lingerie type thing. Uh, uh, interestingly, there yeah. is a bat. Was there? So that's not made up. That there's a bat there. So maybe she's planted the bat.
2: <laughs> I forgot <laughs> in the order bat. To I forgot him. the bat. I was probably just going. Wait a second.
0: This is a little bit. You Hang know. on. Am I am I imagining things? Sal, was there a bat?
2: Was there a bat? There was a bat. Okay, okay
1: there was. Okay, yeah. that'll do. And it happened. It happened. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. Good. Thank you. Good. Good.
2: good. Well, well, anyway, her whole the whole pretense is to get him into the room so that she can pop his cherry. But the way she does it, first of all, she's like brush my hair.
0: Yeah. She
2: gets him to brush her hair, and then she's like, now what did she say? Brush my slit. I think that was what she said.
0: Yeah. or that, yeah. At least no, that's I, the I, translation. I don't think I can say that on in, you know, public radio or whatever we are doing.
2: And then he's just like. Oh, I guess I guess why not? <laughs> it's just it's just the whole thing. And then the, the the real clincher is when um they're about to have sex and he doesn't sort of he's sort of looking at her in the eyes and she's like, No, no, just bury your head in my shoulder and imagine someone you love. And the person he imagines is Aunt Patricia. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It was it's beautiful. All it was of it. beautiful. I thought it was great. And it just it's a real turning point for him. Yeah. Because he's just lost his parents. He was floating before that. There was all the kind of floaty stuff. Now there's some direction and he kind of knows what he wants. After that, he's, he's after being a director. There's a girl that he wants. Mm. And he lets go of Patrizia, which is part of him growing up. He lets go of her along the way. So it's cool. And, and I it- think that's the turning point. It's actually, mm. yes, it's his parents, but I think that's the moment where he becomes he sort of becomes the man that he's
0: going to be. Or starts a journey. I've got so much to say. I don't know where to start. I wondered if it should be the turning point. You know, like this comes back to all the, the sexiness from the first scenes with yeah. the with the headlights on and, and everything of how <laughs> important sex is yeah. to becoming a man. Right. You know, and his father was essentially giving him this message as well. Like, you mm. know, just... Get it out of the way, dude. However you do it, just, just get it done. I don't know how much. Yeah, you the know, funny that's...
1: thing is also the way the Countess she, she does that. It's like she's thinking the same way of his father. Now yes. you take it away. Guy like, yeah. You're yeah. done. Are you take it away. Now it's done.
2: I feel that more cultural that's stuff. right stuff. it's yes. a cult it's a oh, cultural yeah. thing that
0: yes, yes not, not just the just father it. but the countess mm. everyone buys into and it's a it's a rite of passage it's a different vibe like imagine that's in our culture that just wouldn't feel quite right but in this culture in the 80s it was a kindness that she did and mm. and what i also liked is you don't realize it's such a kindness from the outset do you you, you think that maybe she's just this horny old woman <laughs> That's taking true. advantage of him. Yes. And then gradually you see, no, she's, she's really just doing this for him, which is, which is weird but, yep. but nice.
2: Yes, and that <laughs> feels again like Sorrentino's sort of aware of the, the differences between then and now and mm. he's playing with it throughout the film. Yeah,
0: I wonder great. if it's then and now or if it's just here or there.
2: Mm. As we're going through the second half of the film, yeah. we build to this uh, to this whole meeting with the director that he admires. He's become sort of Fabio, I guess. We'll call him Fabio from here, yeah. right? And he wants to be a great director. I've forgotten the name of the director that he's looking these kind oh, of... Antonio yes. Capuano. 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 Capuano, yes. Capuano.
1: Capuano.
2: Yeah. He gets to meet him and they have a big moment. And I did watched that little eight-minute thing with um, Sorrentino afterwards and mm. he said that was the big scene of the film, you know, like that's the big moment. And in my mm. mind, that's not the big moment, but I think for him as the director, I came to the conclusion mm. that maybe there's a statement here in the second half of this film in particular that is the older director speaking to the young director. Did you have any of that sort of vibe from this?
0: It's funny you mentioned that scene because I had completely forgotten it and I hadn't, didn't have it in my mind to mention or anything but mm. now that you've mentioned it my reaction while watching it was oh okay this is autobiographical this is the director talking about a moment in his life mm. and I where he actually of, met an older director
2: yeah and it yeah. sort
0: of lost me a bit there because it felt too autobiographical maybe it's not i don't i don't know i assume it is but it felt a little inserted to me and didn't do any damage but I didn't go away thinking it was a momentous moment. So if the director thought it was that probably plays into it to my interpretation that it's massive for him but yeah. maybe not for the audience.
2: Interestingly, I had your initial response to it as well. I kind of went, "Oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's it's just a moment in the life of this young person." Yeah. But then I saw the little 8-minute thing that he did after where he talked about his his feelings on this film that he'd made and what he was trying to say. Yeah. And it occurred to me, I, that's when I started thinking, actually, every character in this film or all of the male characters could be him, you know, like him sort of talking to himself. And I just got the sense uh, that the older director is him as the Academy Award winning director speaking to, the, the, to the guy who's just about to kick off his career as a director. And he's saying, you've got to have balls. You've got to, you've got to take it the balls you can't have to have something to say you can't just sort of yeah. faff about really i think that's that's how that scene started to play for me
1: yes yeah. I, th- I think alex you're right there is a bit of a dialogue from young sorrentino
0: to old sorrentino we want to now talk about what it reminded us of yeah which could which be, be i think <laughs> a good opportunity to perhaps bring the maestro the the man behind the scenes yes indeed out to the front for you to get lost for just a few minutes. I'm gonna go
2: edit for a little bit. Wow. And you guys are gonna talk about Reminds Me Of's, and then I'll come back again afterwards.
0: Okay, so we'll, 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 hear the, we'll hear the the references from the maestro, then we'll bring you back and we'll talk about ours. Brilliant. Lovely. All right,
2: watch this edit, where I'm gonna disappear in yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see how,
0: how smooth we can make it.
2: Holding <laughs> a drink just like this. <laughs>
0: Maestro.
1: Here I am. Maestro, here I is am. that what you look like? That's the yeah, this is when you or that is a podcast and not a video cast, a video podcast. So it's, it's me.
0: So <laughs> I think our subscriber numbers are just going to shoot through I the roof. I don't think so. Actually they're going to go down. Yeah. I see you brought a little friend this here. Is my this Limoncello. this is
1: my Limoncello. It's from near Sorrento.
0: Okay, well, I I wouldn't mind trying some just to get a start. If that's okay, it is.
1: You know, my mum used to do the limoncello, so it is a quite you know different from this. is a bit of industrial one, but it's actually pretty oh,
0: good. Wow! But do, do I do I sip or skull? Uh, sip. Sip. Okay.
1: Sip. This is usually a limoncello. It's after lunch, heavy lunches or you know, dinners. etc., it's okay. supposed to help to digest, actually. I'm going
0: to put so that. not typically straight after or, or in yeah. parallel with a vodka red. Yeah, ball.
1: no, it's more, yeah, it's after the coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Baron. Yeah, sorry. Here On tools back Baron. there. That's all right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. So, Enjoy it.
2: Uh, um,
1: so it reminds me of. Yes. So this yeah. is why I'm here, because it actually remind me of my childhood as well. Because with Sorrentino, I have in common that we all come from the same area. He's from Momero, I was from Momero. So same suburban area, same kind of family, middle class, because his dad was a banker. So my dad wasn't, wasn't a banker, but we all grew up in that same area. So that's why (laughs) he was in my heart because Sorrentino talking about his life he's in Naples, but he's actually in Naples, my Naples.
0: Wow. So I was, I was just going to ask you about Naples, but it goes deeper mm. than that. This is actually feels like you're part of Naples. Yeah,
1: because the, the think, think of Naples, and actually Sorrentino also explained mm. that, and it, it reminded me that you live in a area called Bomero. Okay? Yeah. That was the middle class. But then you take a little train, it's called Funicolare, you go down in the center of Naples, and Naples is totally different. So it's completely different reality. Mm. Where do you grow up? It does have a really important part of of your uh, formation as a person, the way you form it as a person. And I don't know if it's, can say, talking about difference with Australia or whatever, but it is really important in Italy. Rome, Naples, they really have an important part of who you are. Yeah. This is probably why in that this is first half you see all this kind of character that it remind me of my family. <laughs> the Sunday lunch that they have at that amazing terrace. It's something that I lived with my family too. We we used to be two, three, four families reunited together every Sunday,
0: yeah.
1: having a huge lunch that start midday, one o'clock and finish at five, six, you're still eating. So it's this is part of our uh, cultural life and all these kind of different characters the the crazy hunty that always yep. really upset with everyone <laughs> it was really funny
2: uh, hey sal gotta the, ask yeah. what was she what was she eating the, the, oh, the mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella.
1: The mozzarella mozzarella, the, the yeah, mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. and I, I have to be honest <laughs> oh my god i'm in video telling, telling this thing <laughs> but if sometimes if you think, oh, so, you want to die, I want to die like the lady that was eating the mozzarella, because oh. that's my passion. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the only thing I can't yeah. find here in Melbourne. You can find an amazing pizza, you can find an amazing place, where you can have a fantastic pasta, etc. cetera, cheese, uh, prosciutto, yeah, all yeah. these kind of things, but you can't find a fresh mozzarella like the, the one that oh, she was eating. Wow because the way they treat here, they they pasteurize, whatever. But when I, even if, you know, you fly 24 hours, you have uh, three meals during your journey, you're landing in Rome and then you catch a train, you go in Naples, you're still full. <laughs> but when I go in my house, my mom will make me find a nice fresh mozzarella. That is a typical thing. <laughs> so that, and I'm gonna eat it. And I, actually I can eat one entire mozzarella like that. In, in the blink on my eyes. So <laughs> Even if I left the once I left uh, Melbourne, uh, one week before the doctor said, I, said, I to be careful, you got a bit of cholesterol.
0: Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> so, so, so we asked the question what it reminds us of, and you're just saying flat out your childhood.
1: Childhood, childhood, yeah. everything in, in the 80s, there was mm. Maradona was a big thing in the uh, in the city I still remember the way you know that the call that his dad received from his colleague in the bank mm. and he's telling okay we got all the fa- all the money ready for uh to, to give to the Napoli and Napoli soccer in that time you know, during the night all TV channels they were uh, giving the news Maradona mm. is from is for Napoli. It's, it's been Napoli bought Maradona. Mm. It was two o'clock in the morning and we couldn't believe it. So. so this
0: is this is something that Alex and I didn't talk about. Mm. Uh, is how central the soccer, the love for the love bloody for soccer. soccer. Yeah. And for Maradona in particular, and the impact that had on the community. Yeah. I imagine to you, that was, they, they, these are central points in your history.
1: In our history, because Napoli has been always seen as a poor city.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. And that came across. It came, so yeah. it's
1: the, uh, the one that is always like, uh, not really organized, crazy, organized crime, it's something that even the documentary on Maradona, they didn't touch but we just need to remind that in 1980 in Naples, there was a huge earthquake, Mm. Naples and region Campania, there were 3000 people died, Mm. it was massive. And uh, when lots of money went in that city, but organized crime divert all this money. So there was like a rebuild situation in that city. And in all that rebuilding, there was also the arrival of Maradona, and Napoli playing in other stadiums like Milan, uh, Turin, mm. they always like, okay, there is, was lots of racism, that's still still happening. Uh, but it was like a bit of revenge. Mm. Uh, when Napoli finally won the Scudetto, was the uh, demonstration that actually Napoli can be a city and Napolitans can be organized, can do something good. Yes. When they want to do something, they can do well, and they can do better you know and yeah. was a clear message to italy that they're winning that that it's the revenge of bit of the poor side that actually says no we are actually pretty good yeah <laughs> you know?
0: that came through it's almost like the coming of age of a city yeah. of napoli not just of Fa- fabietto yeah. what i wanted to ask before mm. was the italian title being you know, it was the hand of God and the English title just being the hand of God.
1: I don't know why they call it just uh, uh, the end of God. Yeah. But it is quite important and it's mentioned in, in the movie as well. Yeah. When the parents died and at the funeral, one of the uncles say, go to him and says, actually, it was the end of God that you actually alive hmm. because he went to see Maradona at the stadium. He didn't go on the weekend with his parents. If there wasn't Maradona, hmm. he would go with his parents. He would be dead. So oh, I didn't pick that, up on that. that reference, yeah. it was the end of God, is actually like a miracle for you. You were alive because of him.
0: Yeah, wow. One thing I was wondering with your growing up mm. in Naples, there was some scenes where uh, Fabio was with that crazy guy on the boat. You know, he, he well, befriended that, that bloke. That is
1: an incredible. That was something that was always present in the 80s for us. Hmm. When this blues boat, the smugglers on, in the Gulf of Naples yep. and they, they blew, they are you know, marked and most of the time actually are during the night because, so they're not visible with two police or Guardia Finanza yep. And I remember it was almost like a, a meat for us. Those people, the, it wasn't like a
0: meat. They yeah, were
1: yeah. on this huge, incredible boat. They were fast, fast, fast,
0: fast. So you recognize this guy who I reckon oh, I reckon looked like a sort of chubby Anthony Lepaglia. La <laughs> <laughs>
1: immediately, immediately. They were like almost like heroes for us. Yeah, yeah. When I saw the scene, I said, Oh Jesus, Jesus, I really forgot all about all about that. And it was really important thing. We remember that, the sound mm. and the, you look on the golf and says, Oh look, look, that's the blue sky, blue, blue motor scaffold, the blue, yeah. blue one. So it's I remember that, and it's quite interesting the figure of this this guy that how important is unfortunately where you grow, Mm. and I think it's that scene when he cross and see the rich people on the same kind of boat, but they're not even capable, half capable of what is he is. He could be a really sports hero, great driver of this huge boat, but he couldn't.
0: Because he was born in, mm. in the wrong side of the tracks. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. When they went, was it Stromboli that they went to with the double of <laughs> the, <laughs> the That, the that was uh, even another, another
1: mind blowing for me because yeah, yeah. I went to Stromboli too with my friends. And every time I describe Stromboli, it's the same way he described it the Stromboli. <laughs> every 20 minutes, that volcano explode. Uh, I don't know now, but at that time, you camping wasn't allowed. Mm. So you could get off the, the ferry and you will have a policeman and says, where do you live? Do you have a house here actually? And lucky, uh, we, me and my friend, our friends, my friends, we, we met a girl that actually says, they're they going to stay with me in my, we got a house here. She was a Belgian girl, but we actually went to sleep on the beach.
0: Just like they did. Yeah. 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 Just
1: like they did. So I woke up in the morning and I knew that every 20 minutes there is dead will kind of explode. That was my first trip on my own with my friends when yeah. I was almost 18. So that's, that's why I always relate. i basically relate a lot with, with, with the director and all the eighties and the atmosphere that he described mm. and they, they very distracting. This is why also Alex, the first half all these kind of people, but because in your daily life, you're surrounded of these distractions.
0: They're all crazy, yeah? They're all
1: crazy. (laughs) And there is also, when it's not crazy, most likely it's got something background. Mm. You see his father. Mm. He didn't look crazy, but he had an affair with another woman. He probably had a, 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 you know, he probably has a sister or a brother somewhere else. So, and there is always that dark side of people around.
0: Yep, stories within stories. Stories
1: within stories.
0: Yeah. Um. One thing I want to note. Two, no, two points. First of all, Maradona. Mm. So I know Maradona is just some great soccer player, mm. but there was a quote. The, the, um, the he added poetry one. to football. It was like high literature. Is that really what Maradona was like? Was it for was,
1: us? He's a saint.
0: Yeah, that's so what it felt like.
1: It's it's <laughs> what it felt. It's religion. Yeah, don't yeah. touch Maradona for us. No, it's just the the most important. If there is a huge Morales on Maradona. Mm. By Jory, it's in uh, in town. It's just amazing. Now, the, when Maradona died, uh, the the official stadium of Napoli is Stadium Maradona, and it goes from St. Paul Stadium to Maradona, to Maradona Stadium. It says, uh, yeah. it says everything. Yeah.
0: Well, is there yet a little monk stadium? Because if we talk about religion, the little monk comes no, they up, didn't and, l- and that doesn't didn't <laughs> look. I, I, I took some things from the little monk. I like the fact that at the start it was very mysterious. Mm. And at the end, it wasn't so mysterious. I, mm. I interpreted that as a coming of age and no longer dealing with myths. But, no. but what does the little monk actually okay.
1: mean? Monk, the little monk, uh, Munacello, it's actually a spiritual uh, figure. Mm. And I have also a memory of when I was a child. They always talk about the Munacello, the little, the little monk, which is like a very cheeky little monk. That's the way we see that that, that little figure. And it's appear and explain things that happen suddenly in your house that you can't explain. Like in our legend, in our family, there is a legend my dad, yeah. when he was a kid, they my grandmother, my nonna found him in the bathtub, okay? And she couldn't explain how he ended up <laughs> there, and they say it was the little monk. <laughs> all right. So that's, that's the, the <laughs> funny bit. It's not a yeah. bad spirit. It's actually pretty cheeky, funny, but yeah. it's not bad. But funny enough, to try to explain Little Monk in English, I actually found on, on, on Wikipedia an explanation that explained mm-hmm. a lot in the movie. And it's actually written here. And he appears to people always at the dead of the night or night. Yeah. Only to those who are in sorest need.
0: Okay. So, so Patrizia. Like,
1: like Patrizia. Yeah. But also when Fabietto, Fabio leaves and is on the train, that's another moment where he needs. And it's mm-hmm. also reassuring because that's the meaning. It helps to go to your sorrow. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that moment when he leaves Naples, he's actually living in sorrow and to go into it in your life
0: is he i i felt that he was kind of getting rid of the little monk yeah uh, like it, it, wasn't, was it was like it was no reassuring, longer
1: you don't need you anymore but yes, it's was reassuring yeah, yeah. like things is going to go well
0: it's like the coming of age where that's sort of behind him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. it's
1: also because also the auntie explained that she saw them he's the only one that believes that she actually saw him mm. and and the auntie actually says when she saw him she got pregnant
0: so was she okay was she telling fibs like was she i don't know yeah. that's
1: that's really in the middle who probably she my maybe the problem was her mm. husband it wasn't her mm. that she couldn't have kids
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: probably that night she was with another she man. She was with another man and she said, said it was the so little monk. monk. Little monk. And, and he knew. Had, he knew and then yeah. basically, uh, yeah, and uh, she got pregnant because actually she was with another man.
0: Yeah. Isn't and that interesting that we get presented, if that's the case, yeah. we get presented with the fiction, yeah, the fictional version, yeah. which is, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's just like giving every time to give an explanation mm. that, besides the the reality okay it was the little monk the little monk (laughs) okay so that's that's the the use and probably that's what happened but it's quite interesting when i read that that's the way also Sorrentino used the little monk
0: yeah yeah
1: and especially at the end like okay i'm safe i'm actually doing the right thing because also when uh, when i grew up people loves naples and i love naples but it's a very difficult city to live in mm. and uh, in my teenage here then around probably 16 17 i start to realize that i couldn't live in that city anymore mm. i couldn't i couldn't stand that city it's too much <laughs> it is too much yeah. and you can't change you know that you can't change there are things that you would like to change you can't and the only way to do it is leave Naples Yeah, and that's probably the feeling he couldn't do anything anything else and the other Capuano was telling why you want to leave Naples yes, you want to do yeah. a movie director look what you got here you can make amazing movies here again it's not that it's, it's a little bit more and he felt like probably he had to go to have a new start mm. and i understand that anyway i f- really feel like like him like in fact i left naples a <laughs> bit later than him but when i was 27 years old i had to go
0: oh uh, it's a, it's the same story i yeah. think <laughs> <laughs> um so and before we bring the Baron back so that he and I continue mm. with our uninformed commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, one more thing. Yes, that, yes.
1: Uh, how good is Tony Cervillo, the, the actor, which is uh, the father?
0: Who is kind of like the Marcelo... Um, Mastri- Mastriani. Mastriani. He of, works always yeah.
1: with Sorrentino. Yeah. But I work with Tony. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't. I know him. He's a very nice man. I don't even think he remember me.
0: <laughs> Tony. I
1: don't know if you remember me, but <laughs> his, fr- his brother is a musician. Yes. Or a group called uh, Avion Travel. And I edited a video clip for them ah. that Tony, Tony directed. Oh, wow. So he's a very nice guy. He's not, he's not just an incredible actor. He was really kind because that was mm. one of my first experiences as an editor. And it, I think it was also for him was one of the first experiences with video. Well, wow. in a very humble way, we worked together to make to put together this video clip that was my first video clip in my life and so <laughs> it, it was pretty interesting experience, but it wasn't a great a great experience it never I never felt like a nervous like, oh my God, he's the maestro i'm and, and he he never made me feel like 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 that. so Tony is an amazing actor and also an amazing person
0: he is he's an amazing actor. i really enjoyed him, and I've enjoyed him in other things as well the beauty the great beauty being Mm. one of them and speaking of the great beauty was there was there there anything else other than your childhood that i think it's the
1: influence that the city has i mean Mm. in uh, in the in the people and that's for example in great beauty uh, tony servillo again uh, jeppe Cambardella, i think was his name he was a writer he wrote an incredible book but not in rome and then he went to Rome and stopped reading, writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was too distracted. So probably if I have to say some similarity, it's like sometimes this big city, they have so much influence yeah. that then distract you. It's probably the reason why also he had to leave Naples and be focusing in what he wants to do. On himself. from On himself, because mm. there was too much things happening around him. And that's the same probably in The Great Beauty. It was the same situation. The great Beauty has been very well uh, welcomed in, in, around the world. It won, won the Oscar. But yeah. in Italy, it's been quite criti- criticized. Ah. And uh, I find really bizarre. It's just because it's very dramatic, you know. It's mm. uh, it's explaining a side of Italian society that probably Italians doesn't like to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, and um, I quite actually, I quite like it because it is like that. And why you need to criticize him? He was really criticized. There are people that hate him for really? the way he per- portrayed the society in, in Rome. But I quite like the movie. I can watch that it's like an old song that every now and then you (laughs) want to listen. It's an incredible movie. I really love that that one. There is a remind me of there is a bit of Fellini Mm. by Sorrento Admission, Sorrentino Admission, he really takes inspiration in some like some close-up phases, incredible characters. Yeah. Another one could be it's there is an HBO series and Mm. it's been um uh, based on a novel of uh, uh, Elena Ferrante called uh, uh, My Brilliant Friend, mm. my Amica Geniale. There might be something like this because it's been shot and characters are all from Naples and there yep. is that side of the Napolitan that is a bit dark. Everything looks good, but there is a bit of darkness in the background. Yeah, yeah. Probably if I think about something like that, might be something that remind me that TV series, which is an incredible series, I really
0: recommend that one. Well, I don't reckon that <laughs> Baron or myself are going to have quite as informed <laughs> or reminds me of as that. I know I was thinking Fellini, and we might get to that in a sec. But Sal, I thank you for joining the Pleasure stage here. And I don't know if it's a downgrade, but I, we probably should bring Baron back to close yeah, it no, out that's and get you. It's
1: an upgrade. Bye, everyone
0: baron i feel like i haven't spoken to you for so long for how ages. are you mate
2: oh dude so good <laughs> so good doc that was a history lesson in Sal's childhood that's that i just loved i'm so happy we heard that Shall we get into some of the other reminds me of the less informed less kind of cool but i our, our, you know what we can bring to the table
0: Yes, absolutely. Do Where, I start? Do, I'll, 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 I'll start. I
2: have, I'll just start by saying I really only have one. So if you've got like five again, we need to like, you need to do a couple, then I'll do one, and then you can do the rest.
0: Yeah, I've got, I've got a few okay, ordinary ones. Okay. Though. This wasn't going to be my first, but b- given that Sal mentioned it, let's just talk Fellini for a second. Yes, yes. Have you seen much of Fellini? No.
2: Like I, th- and this is one of the problems with this film is mm. I just felt like I came into it with very little background. Yeah, and so I haven't got a lot to add on that front, but please tell me.
0: I I felt a vague sense of Fellini through, especially the first half of the film. Yeah, the chaotic, the everyone coming together, the vivid characters, the color, uh, the the trying desperately to find a narrative within the within the ridiculousness that I felt was Fellini. And is that
2: is that also the clip? Of the conversation, because I just noticed in that first half, like, some of those conversations, you had to be on the ball just to keep mm. up with the uh, the captions because they were just moving at such a pace.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were quick. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But they're all quick. Sales bloody quick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they, 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 they. Think quickly; they act quickly. the mm-hmm. the The emotions change on a dime. Yeah, uh, I think that's just the European way. Yeah, and the Italian way. But yeah, that first half reminded me of I. I, I can't even tell you a film. I'm thinking maybe Amarcord, which is one of his later masterpieces. Mm. I may be wrong there, but just the vibe of parties out in the outdoors and a lot of characters coming together. It was just Fellini esque, and I don't think anyone could. Could counter that.
2: Uh, you know, I don't know Fellini's work, but there was in that, in that, in those sequences in that first half, that, particularly around that Sunday lunch that that Sal was talking about, kind of like crazy wide-angle lenses. Uh, you know, when when you're shooting groups of people and you've got someone really in the foreground and it's a mm. wide lens, and their face is just almost becomes bulbous <laughs> and yes. bizarre looking, yeah. and that that that's a real style that I associate with kind of a certain period. And I wonder if that's a Fellini thing as well, cause it's not really something you see often now kind of spaghetti Westerns as well, do it to a degree, you know, With the face. I don't think
0: I've ever seen a spaghetti Western. How's yeah, that? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Ouch.
0: Interesting. <laughs> 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 I'll tr- okay. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we could no, go.
1: The, the, the close ups, those <laughs> cuts <laughs> to close ups that is really what remind me, Fellini, mm. especially using also these weird characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong faces. That's 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 a really Fellini style.
0: Yeah, that came through. Yeah. I was thinking just generally the characters and the fight yeah. faces rather than the technical aspect, which I think you two have just bonded over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but given I've got more than you, I'm going to go with Please another one. Please crack on, yes. And I'm going to say Melina. Melina or Malena? Sal? Malena. 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 Malena sorry, oh, man, um, I'm
2: being put to shame here. I don't know who that is. Monica
0: Bellucci. It's a rite a right passage for any is. young man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <don't, laughs> I know Monica Bellucci.
2: Okay, but go on. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, set in Italy somewhere. I don't think it's Naples, but it's Italy. Sicily. Sicily. Sicily there you yeah. go. I'm sure there's a, a million other movies of. Y- Teenaged Italian sales, I mean guys, <laughs> lusting over some, you know, thirty yep. or forty year old woman of the town. So Monica Bellucci is the sex symbol of the town, and mm. there is this young bloke and others that are just lusting over over her. That's all I remember of it, but mm. that's pretty much the same as yes. this film. And Patrizia, yes, and yep. and I am sure in my memory I've got other instances of young Italian cells uh, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> being obsessed over, yeah. over some sex symbol.
2: Like I was saying, I didn't have a lot that popped to mind, but the one that really strongly came to mind is the big blue by Luc Besson. I haven't seen the big blue. Yeah. Right. Well, um, one of the early films that I really fell in love with, I think there's a director's cut and a theatrical cut, but yeah. you know, one of them's four hours long. It's a long film. Uh, and it's it's got Jean Renault in it yes who I believe is actually he might be Spanish but anyway but um, sounds
0: a, more French than Spanish he's, he,
2: he's got he's, he was he grew up in French Morocco I think it is uh, like and he's speaks French but I think his parents are Spanish whatever he's playing an Italian guy called Enzo in this film yep. and his portrayal of Enzo is incredible like it's one of those ones that'll just stick with you forever once you see him playing this Italian. Kind of chubby, spoiled Italian guy who's a talented free diver. Um, still has his mum travel everywhere with mm. him, feeding him pasta like everywhere he goes. And this the little the little town that they're in really reminded me of this. the 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 way the whole way through this film, they're just jumping in the water. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. That that's like seems to be a real theme, and it's there in um, the Big Blue as well. Of well, course. That, well,
0: that's the Mediterranean. It is. I guess it? it's the Mediterranean. Yeah.
2: Uh, but it's, it, 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 it struck in? me, though. Like, you don't see that in films very often, mm. where, like, every other, every, you know, handful of scenes, they're jumping in the water. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's, a, it's about the place. And also the wildness of the characters yeah. that Luc Besson brings to this. They're all characters. You've got the same close ups, the big faces. The wildness of it all is all throughout it. And it's just a great
0: film. It's a great film. The water, I think that's that's a cultural thing too. Yeah. So I'm half Mediterranean for our viewers at home. It's just part of life if you're near the coast in that part of the world when it's all warm and beautiful. Yeah. And it made me think especially in that scene where Patricia um, gets all the gear off and everyone else is just sitting there in their you know, speedos and everyone's unselfconscious. Like, yes, she's naked so they're a bit. You know a bit funny about that yeah but otherwise everyone's unselfconscious about being half naked yeah together and that that says something about the culture around the ocean in those sorts of places yeah absolutely yeah yeah with us you know we we go to the beach and we sort of you know think <laughs> my goodness who's looking at me i'm always afraid i'm going to blind somebody at the beach <laughs> with my pale skin You're yeah right. <laughs> my turn is it yes please Irreversible by what's his name? Um, Lars Montria.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: You got to explain that one. I thought early in Hand of God, when um, Patricia has, you know, gets one can out (laughs) and we get all that sexualized imagery, Mm. Uh, but it's alongside the imagery of abuse. So it's never a comfortable experience no it's not a sex it's not a sexy scene no so it's dealing with sex but it's not sexy right yes and that reminded me of, of of irreversible so this is a monica bellucci theme but in that movie uh you know obviously she's a she's a sex goddess and you know everyone thinks she's gorgeous but it really takes sex in that film and looks at the dark side of it. And there's a rape scene that's quite pivotal. Mm. The, the intersection of sex and violence in an uncomfortable way just reminded me That's interesting. Irreversible.
2: Lars von Trier is sort of the opposing force of what sex is in this film. It's like you've got this is all about coming of age and I guess sex is like a part of the coming to age here, coming to age here, mm. of, of age. Whereas with Lars von Trier, in in, a, very, in a, a few of his films, he's looking at the dark side of it, just looking at the, the more sort of perverse or the twisted natures of it as well. So it's interesting.
0: And I don't think the hand of God is quite as clear cut for mm. all audiences. Yeah. Because yes, there's the coming of age. Yeah. But implicit in that coming of age is the is the role of women and the treatment of women. And yeah. The, that's true. The fact that what is a sexual moment for Fabietto. Yeah is actually a violent moment for um Patricia. Great call. It's a very male perspective, isn't it? It's it's a very male perspective. Mm. But the but the women are, you know, all wound up in it as well. As you said, the Countess, you know, this is a this is not enjoyable for her, the scene that she has. Well it no, it probably is. Okay. <laughs> well, there's
2: kind of a power play going it's on a, there as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But it's
0: for his benefit. Yes. Um it, it's very male centric as far as who's winning here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's and right. we we like her for for the kindness but it you know it's still um putting the <laughs> the bloke ahead of her yeah interesting isn't it yeah. still, uh, still like
1: still <laughs> like <laughs> the opposite of selfish i do what's the opposite of selfish
0: uh, unselfish selfish. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like,
1: like really uh, it's the feel of giving
0: yeah. yeah yeah when you add all the the cultural significance of it all it's it's a ultimately a positive one, but it's hard to untangle if you're not in the culture. Yeah, I think so.
1: Look, one, one more thing about culture, a um, long time ago, I read a book of a Neapolitan writer and he explained his first experience with, with a woman and was actually with prostitutes, brothers were open in Italy, they became outlaw. Probably in the 50s, 60s, but anyway, the first experience was brother and Mm. was the father bringing there. So it's like your first moment needs to be like the way it's explained (laughs) in Sorrentino. Let's get out, do it, and don't think about
0: it. Get it out of the way, man.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's some old school fathering right there. <laughs> it is.
0: Look, maybe we could have benefited from it too. <laughs> maybe. Maybe <yeah. laughs>
2: uh,
0: you got any others?
2: No, no, really. Um, I did feel like without knowing Fellini, without knowing mm. the Italian back catalogue that led to this moment, yeah. like I was a bit, I was floundering a little bit. I was so happy that Sal could bring some perspective to that time and era.
0: I'll I'll give you one one more novelty one. Yeah. Please don't take this seriously, anyone at home. But I'm gonna say don't tell mom the mom. Don't tell mom don't tell mom the babysitter's, <laughs> the babysitter's dead. dead. <laughs> I
2: need you to explain this to me.
0: And I love the way he said mom. <laughs> mom please say that more. No, no, I'll never say that <laughs> I should have just said mom. Yeah? Yeah. Don't tell okay. mom the babysitter's dead. Explain this to me. Cause I'm um, I'm lost at the moment. Oh, it's quite simple. It's not profound but it's it's young people coming to terms with the parental figures just carking it halfway through. Right. So, I don't remember anything about that film other than it was <laughs> fairly big yeah. in some young time in my of my life. Yeah. And Christina Applegate, I remember was the babysitter. The babysitter died and then all hell kind of broke loose and how does everyone deal with the fact that the the guardian is no longer there. Yeah. So it wasn't the parents but there was that moment in the middle of the film when <laughs> suddenly, great. you know, this this Fabio guy is is let loose and he doesn't have, you know, all that parental guidance. Wonderful. Do you think that Sorrentino was sitting around one day? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and was like, remember that movie?
0: <laughs> don't, don't, tell the, don't, tell <laughs> don't tell mama. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mama. Mama. What's, what's mom, Sal? Mama. Mama. mama, mama, don't, don't tell, tell mama. mama the babysitter is is morte. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, <laughs> immortal. Th-
2: <laughs> I think I have a, I think I have an interesting take on this. <laughs> I think this could be the center of my film, the midpoint, you might say.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's all, it's all, um, Christina Applegate, parenting with children leads to this film. So that's the. Awesome! They're the influencers. I think we've done it. I think you've. I think that last one nailed it. That yeah, was. Agree. The, the reference, <laughs> so good. Baron, it's been a pleasure. It sure has. I think a special pleasure. Thank you, Salvatore, the maestro, the maestro. The, for those yo, insights. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and, and
2: that, that is episode. What is it? Fifty-four down. It was at fifty-four. I oh, think we, so. we said it at the start. Must yes. be fifty-four. We're we're almost up to fifty five. That's okay. all I can say. We're
0: almost getting a show together. Here. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I think we're we're well on the way. Okay, great. <laughs> cool. See you next time. See ya.